I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast on our usual Sunday night live stream on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. My name's Carl McDuff and I'll be your host this evening as we review Rangers' um, 2-1 victory in extra time over Aberdeen in the League Cup semi-final, getting us to the first final of the season. Um, I think for the neutral spectator, it had pretty much everything. It had goals, red cars, uh, Teton technical difficulties. Uh, the only constant thing we had or the a familiar thing was Rangers waiting to half time to start playing. Here to discuss all the going ons of today is first of all from the Deep South Mason Stewart. How are you doing? Yeah, well good thanks Colin. Uh thanks again for having us on. Um yeah I think you summed the game up quite quite well there. Uh it was a tough watch. I'm gonna be kind and say that but just yeah just absolutely delighted we're uh, we're in the final and, and that was the main thing from today. Yeah, you're saying it's a tough watch, Mason. I'm going to be leaning heavily on you and Ur Davy because, as I was complaining to you about before the game, I was behind the corner flag at Hamden, three rows for the front, and could pretty much only see the corner flag. Um, it was terrible. So, was it as bad as what it felt? Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was, uh, the pitch, I say, we'll come on to it, but the, the pitch makes it look even worse than it because the pitch is an absolute disgrace for the, the national stadium. But, um, we'll, we'll come on to that, I'm sure. Absolutely. Incidentally, I walked past Lesser Hamden um, on the way in because I was in the south stand and that's that's popping up quite nicely. So maybe that's a shout for the final. But without further ado, um, also joining us tonight, our foreign con- correspondent, David Thomason. How are you? Yeah, fine, thanks. Uh, no, I had a, a, a front seat view via via play. Uh, watched that. I've actually, I've got, I actually got the Dutch via play, and they didn't show the blooming thing. So I had to, 
had to use my fire stick for it. Um, I mean, I thought three, they've got three blooming Premiership games on it, and uh, no, didn't have the Rangers game on their own show. Premiers probably from Sky, so I was a wee bit, a wee bit rattled at that. Um, but oh, it was great. I enjoyed the game. I thought it was a really good game. I didn't, didn't think it. Was, I mean, we weren't brilliant, but um, I really enjoyed the game. I thought it was nervous until the end. Uh, I'll be honest, Davy. Um, anytime I'm nervous watching Rangers, I don't seem to enjoy it. I'll be honest. Oh, no, I just uh, no. I just, I'm always nervous when I watch Rangers. So even even if I four up, I'm still I've still got doomsday uh, thoughts in my head. <laughs> ah well, maybe it's just uh, we all the years watching Rangers, you soon get used to the nerves. Maybe I one day get there, but um. Obviously, Rangers going one 0 down in the fortieth minute um, after quite a turgid first half. So, but before we get to the goal, Mason, um, talk to me your your thoughts on the on the first forty minutes. I suppose I think kind of what David was saying. If you if you're a neutral, I suppose it was, would have been a decent watch. I think both teams had their chances. Yeah, no, I thought we started the game really well, to be honest. Um, first 15, 10, 15 minutes, I thought, you know, we, I thought we were going to get an early one. Obviously, Sakala hits the post with with the with, with the header that comes off his it comes off his shoulder, uh, typical Sakala. But um I did think if we get the goal, um we'll, 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 you know it'll be more comfortable. But um we just looked so vulnerable, um, I think when Aberdeen got at us. And um I don't think the the, the little winger Duke was was great, but he, he did cause a few problems in there and um you know, you know, we're going to come on to their goal, but but Borna Barisic has had an absolute nightmare yet again in a, a big big game, and um, you know, McGregor back in was a surprise for me, um, not keeping McLaughlin in something he spoke about Thursday night, and I think we all thought McLaughlin would be in now for the foreseeable foreseeable, um, you know, with, with it not getting chopped and changed, but so surprised to see McGregor in there, but um, but in terms of the first 10-15 minutes, I thought we started well, but then I thought Aberdeen come into it, um, and we still probably was the better side. But I thought there was a big drop after that sort of twenty minute mark. What was your thoughts in like the first half hour, Davy? Um just obviously the the Rangers chances were the other end of the pitch and I'm only now seeing them once I get back in um on the on the highlights. Uh, so all I could really see were the as Mason said, Duke I felt like he was given Tavney a, a, a toilet time. Um maybe the first twenty, thirty minutes, and I think Aberdeen definitely set set up to, to target Tavernier or at least get Duke on the ball more often than not. Yeah, well I mean he is a good player that that guy is um I was I was actually quite glad. I, I seen at the minute um he got the the he, I think he, his hamstring went and I, when he got that I hope I hope it's not a bad bad hamstring injury but uh, I was quite glad he got it to take him off today. Um because he's a real good player. No, the first twenty minutes we we, we we dominated really, and yeah, just what Mason said. We all thought, oh, if this continues, then we'll not have our usual um, forty-five minute that we're we're sitting shouting at the telly. But um, Aberdeen get into it, and uh, no, right up to to, to from, yeah, from twenty minutes right up to the goal, they had a spell that they they sort of put pressure on us, uh, but we. We yeah we weathered that really up until we were actually getting back into the game when 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 they got their goal and that was a that was a downer that one. I suppose you I suppose you want to talk about that on its own. Oh, and we're just coming on to that, and obviously it was remiss of me to 
and forget to say hello to all the listeners um, who are watching live on YouTube. Um, also, I've not hosted in a couple of weeks. I'm losing my touch. Um, but just on that point, there is a few comments coming in about who's, whose fault was, or who was more um, at fault in the goal. And I think we can maybe spend a, a good bit of time picking this goal apart. Um, it was an absolute calamity of errors and pretty much sums up Rangers this season. When we make a mistake, we don't make one mistake. Player A will lose the ball, then player B will make the wrong run, then player C will just make the wrong decision. We tend to just make uh, poor decision-making and an abundance at the one time. So, Mason, um, you touched on it there. Borna Barisic and... For me, Ben Davis just as bad. So the long ball over the top, the Aberdeen cycles clearly offside. But Barisic and Davis find their afforded time just to stroll back, maybe stop for a cup of tea, maybe ask each other if they want to go to the pitchers later on before they start running. And without, without knowing, it was Matty Kennedy that comes in behind and next the ball. Yeah, to be fair, I didn't mention Davis there a couple of minutes ago, but yeah, he has an absolute mare as well. But for me, Borna's sort of the closest one. Um, and and uh, Kennedy runs past him with with, so, with ease, do you know what I mean? So, and, and for me, it's, it's something that we see over and over with Barisic in the big games. I just feel like, uh, you know, I'm at the point with him now where it's another big mistake. Luckily, it didn't cost us today. But yeah, you're right, Davis switches off. Uh, McGregor doesn't come off his line. He's, he's, you know, that happened um, ten minutes before that when when Aberdeen scored, but it was offside and he's stuck to his line. Um, but you know, it's, it, you're right, Colin. That, that's been us all season, and that's the real frustration of. That's why I think we're sitting there. Me and you saying we're sitting there nervous today um, because we, I, I just don't trust this this Rangers midfield or defence. I think midfield's a, a big issue for us again today. Um, better in the second half, especially around Jack. To be fair, but. You know the defense. I just feel like we're so easy to score against, and it was it was you know it wasn't a bit of quality. We was undone by it. even though to be fair, it was a good finish. But um, yeah, but Ben Davis and Barisic are the, are the two you know main culprits. But I think McGregor doesn't give him a lot of confidence, as I say, because he's just stuck to his line, as, as we know. Yeah, it's a good point about the midfield, but I'm, I'm going to come into that later on because I think that's um, another another talking point in itself, um, especially after we heard Michael Beale's comments to the BBC. But sticking with the goal, Davey, um, M- Mason's right. We've seen this time and time again for Barisic, and doesn't excuse it, uh, but I think the more he does this, um, even when Barisic has been in decent form, um, but it's just that this is another reason because he's got that lapse of concentration. That's why we're all calling for the uh, Yelmans to come in. But Ben Davies, I've been impressed with him. And what was really disappointing is after Matty Kennedy gets past bad, gets almost to the byline, Ben Davies is just in no man's land. He's caught between running, following the strikers run and going towards Shadow and Barisic. And he doesn't make the decision either way. He's just caught in no man's land. And the that striker, um, the number nine for Aberdeen. Um, sorry, forgot his name. He's just left totally on his own. I thought Davies' positional sense was all over the shot for that goal. Yeah, well, I think Davies actually he he was uh, going to go for the ball at first. He was going to cut the cut the player off, Kennedy off, and now I can't think of the guy's name either. It's uh, I know it's one of these Milovic or something like that, but um. He Davies was attracted to him first of all, and 
then he, he realised that Barisic was going to get back. So he decided, uh, oh, well, I'll need to try and get the man in the middle. But he doesn't do it with any great... Um, it was just sort of a, a thought, afterthought, I think. Oh, I need to go and get him. And he just sort of wandered, wandered to him instead of putting on a sprint of any kind. And no, the guy just uh, put it away beautifully. Uh, can, I mean, I wish we could had players that could put the ball away like that. Uh, to be honest with you, but um, no, I, 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 I think you can. Yeah, I, I think Davies, although he has to at fault, I think the fact that he get sort of a sucked in towards Kennedy first of all, that that sort of a put him off and uh, I think you can sort of take a bit of the blame away from him for that because uh, th that would be a normal reaction is to try and cut out the man with the ball so that's uh, that, that's the way I saw it and uh, no but I mean Barisic that, that was just hopeless absolutely hopeless you don't stop you just keep going I mean that, that's what you learn at, at, at the primary school don't you don't when, when the, even when the whistle you play to the whistle and until the whistle goes then you, you should have kept kept going and I mean I, I don't know what he was expecting was it I mean the ref referees don't even give offside now right away they they, they sort of await and, and it's a thing that I hate I, I don't understand why the game goes on so long before they put the flag up I, I do think and, and the time I mean sometimes there's about three different levels of play before the ref, before the linesman puts his flag up and I don't, I don't, a player can get injured in that time. And in fact, I think, was it Kamarnock get a player injured because of that? Uh, and, and Saturday. And I just, I just don't, I don't, I don't understand why he stopped. And uh, you just keep playing. And that's, See, that's what he didn't do. Just on that, David, a few folk, um, a roommate armed in today, um, well, morning about this rule about, um, the number nine was clearly interfering with play. That's why they stopped. I'm no, for a Rangers point of view, I'm not interested in it. I'm sure the thievers are the same. You hit the nail on the head there, Davey. You play the whistle, it's schoolboy basics. It doesn't matter if you assume he's onside until we hear that whistle. You need to keep going. Um, just so the last point in the goal, and it's a question what I do, Pinty, both his um, around the goalkeeping situation. Um, it's um, I was actually saying this to, to my dad before a ball was kicked um, that for the rest of the season, while we're talking about McLaughlin and McGregor, every time one of them make a mistake, we're going to say the other one wouldn't have made that mistake. So I think um, Blue Nose 7 8, I, incidentally, I do agree with him. I think if McLaughlin was in goal, he would have came and punched the cross away. I do agree with him. But I think the bigger point here is they both have very different qualities. So Davey, what was your thoughts on McGregor in general today and going forward, do we stick with a number one and who would it be? Well, he actually, McGregor actually came out and, and punched the ball away today. Uh, I think it was, was that a corner or something he came, he came out and then there, there was actually... He must have been bored. <laughs> actually one or two shots that, that he came for today, crosses that he came for today. But uh, I mean, he's probably realised why... He's getting put out of the team. Because, I mean, because he just doesn't come for normally for crosses. But um, no, I think uh, I, I, McGregor's a better shot stopper. That, that's for sure. And it, it, I mean, he took two good saves today that that sort of uh, saved us as well. So what, would would McLaughlin have made these saves? McLaughlin's made a few good saves as well. It's it's it's, it's one of the 
I think the best bet is that we get a goalkeeper in that can do everything. And uh, but that won't be now. We've got we've got McLaughlin or uh, McGregor until the summer. But I think in the summer, they think it's something that we really need to do is get a new goalkeeper because uh, actually they're they're both the, the 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 best of a bad situation, aren't they? Ah, if we can merge them together, then that'd be beautiful and just giving them Robbie McCrory's age that's exactly what we're after some sort of weird hybrid in the three yeah, take, um, take, take 10 years off them <laughs> uh, Mason what was your thoughts on the kind of the goalkeeping position in general <clears throat> yeah it's definitely a, a problem for us um, but Bill addressed it really early um, and he said that we won't be going for a goalkeeper in January and, and to be honest I think it's really important um, but I think that we've got other issues that we're going to come on to that need addressing first. And if we're going to spend money, I'd rather us do it there. But in terms, I've changed my mind. I think McLaughlin um, should should you know play today and should play uh, for the foreseeable. I think you know we spoke about it again on Thursday. But every time um, a shot's hit, hitting the, the goal was going in. And McGregor, maybe I'm being harsh. He's a good finish the first goal, but he just how many times this season have we seen McGregor just stand? You know, it's just he's just. I think the, the saves he makes today, I think he should should make, um, and there'll be even bigger problems. I think McLaughlin makes them as well, to be honest. So uh, I think think the way that Bill wants to play, and we want to do things a little bit quicker, and we do play out from the black. I think McLaughlin is the man for that, and as you said, he is more of a sort of sweeper keeper. So um, it, you know, I hope that McLaughlin's in now for for and, and, and McGregor as well. Maybe his confidence is low as well. As I said before today, every time someone has a shot at a goal, it's in the net. So. Um, you know, I hope that, that a goalkeeper comes in, you know, soon, but I think it will be the summer now, to be honest. Yeah, um, I'm with you there, Mason. It's as much as there's a lot of um, areas we need to address, I think goalkeeping definitely is one of them, but it's far down the priority list. Um, I think for me, we need to address the potential of the striking situation and the more importantly, the midfield. But um, into the second half, um, well, no, why don't we just stay in the midfield then? So, Mason, you did kind of touch on it. Um, thought we were poor. Um, and uh, in the first half, we we let um, uh, Graham Shinney and the Aberdeen number 16. Sorry, I don't re- sorry to all the listeners, I don't respect Aberdeen enough to learn all their names. Um, it's pretty much uh, Shinney, um, Johnny Hayes, and Ross McCrory. And, that I'll know, um, or the boy Duke. So that's what all you're going to get from me. But I'm going to wear that badge with pride. Um, so I, uh, I thought Aberdeen were comfortable in the midfield. Uh, Mason Jim Goodwin afterwards said that they 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 were set up to stop the Rangers midfield playing and linking up with the attack. And I'm quite disappointed we didn't do anywhere near enough to combat that in the first half. No, I, thought, I agree, Colin. I thought their midfield looked really comfortable against ours uh, for, for long periods of the game. And, and sometimes it does just, especially on that pitch, it, just, it got, does come down to sort of that who wants it more and, you know, a bit, bit, bit more old school, getting to the ball first and, and someone getting the game by the, by the scruff of the neck, not by showing quality, but showing that that's a bit of something else. I think our midfield at the minute is lacking um, physicality. Uh, I think Bill's already spoke about it, about someone a bit more dynamic, athletic, um, I think Jack 
we, we know about Jack, he, you know, he, as I said, he came into the game second half, but for first half, he, he was missing. I thought Lundstrom was really, really poor today. Um, and yeah, and Aberdeen are busy. You, you're always going to get that, especially in the semi-final against anyone we pl- would have played today would have been the same. So it's needed addressing for a long, long time. I thought Kent dropped very central today, but I don't think it worked. Um, I think he, he he was leaving a bit. The problem we've got when, when Kent drops central, he wants to play out to Barisic, but Barisic is... He's miles away from where, where he, you know, to get us forward. We want to, we, we need a young, you know, again, hopefully it's Yilmaz who's going to be up and down, bombing on, probably as Barisic was two, three years ago, um, you know, with a bit of something else. But but that midfield for me, you know, even when Kamara comes on, it's just, you know, again, we spoke about it sort of before we went on there, Colin, but looking at our bench and um, you're really, really struggling. And, and as I said, the midfield, if we don't get two midfielders in this month, we're going to be really, really disappointed. But they need to come in and they need to give us a lot more than, than what we've got at the minute. Davey, um, I hate to admit it. Um, I don't know. It's it's probably it's probably the back and forth uh, between you and I that I really enjoy um, in terms of the lonesome debate. But it wasn't, it wasn't good at all today. Even in the second half when I thought Rangers did pick up in general, he was... He was miles off it, um, and as as pleasing to see the players were linked way are in that midfield position because that's I think I think the big thing is we've got we, we've had too many similar players in midfield for for too long now. If you think about Davis, Jack, Kamara, they all do roughly the same role in a different way, um, and it, it, so. It, it's much. It's a much needed refreshment we're going to get in, hopefully. Uh, but what are your thoughts in the midfield in general? I agree with Mason that I thought Ryan Jack probably deserved the man in the match for Rangers. Um, we second half display, but other than that, Kamara Kama was neat and tidy at times. Um, but I wasn't really impressed with the midfield in general. Well, Ryan Jack only really came on to a game once Lundstrom went away. The the the, the thing is that Lundstrom. His role is taking the ball off the mid, the, the the central defenders, and moving moving a, a, about five yards forward, and then passing it to somebody else. That's his whole game. And for in my vision of football, we don't need that. A centre half should be able to do that. A centre half should be able to bring the ball forward and pass it further forward. We don't we don't need to give it to a Lundstrom every time because 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 it's. It's a waste of a player. It meant that, that we were, uh, although we had an extra player in midfield, really, it meant that we were losing a player because Lundstrom was stuck, more stuck between the two centre-halves than he was to receive the ball further up in the midfield. And Ryan Jack tried that at first. And then later, I, I really couldn't understand at all, was he brought on Kamara. So then you've got three players in one line doing the exact same thing, and I, I just didn't understand that substitution at all. I, 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 it's unbelievable. And I've, I've said that before. When you've got the three on, you've got a straight line over the park, and they're all in the same line, and it, it, it just it means you've got three players, and it's really out as one player because the only way they can pass is to the side. So see on that. Um... Mason, I'll get your point in this as well. We will circle back to the, the first Rangers goal, but I can see when Kamara was brought on, he was brought on the same time as um, Ruth as well. I'm sure that was, is that right? Yeah, just after the first Aye, goal. so yeah. with, with Kamara coming on, um, 
I think the idea was Barisic and Tavernier were pushed further up to be more involved with attack and start start to drive us forward more. So we've seen Ryan Jack and Glenn Kamara covering both um both fullbacks. And I thought for getting the ball up quicker into the final third, that did work. The problem was Roof wasn't quite as involved as what I think Morelos might have been. So that's why I don't really think at all. But I do take Davy's point where you know we still have one some kind of in the middle and um well we we'll really have the three midfielders just to enable the the fullbacks. Um, what was your what was your thoughts on the three of them on? Yeah, I can understand the change. As I said, Kamara coming on. Someone we haven't touched on yet, to be honest, and I don't want him to get away scot-free, was, was Tillman. I thought Tillman was dreadful today as well. Um, and again, I know he's only young, 19-20, but you know, big games for, for Rangers semi-finals, he, he was missing today. Um, and again, I, I'm not making excuses. The pitch is tough, I know, but that's the same as both teams. And I just think that he didn't handle it well today and he didn't help out in that. But yeah, do, do you know what, though, Colin? I think it's something that, that we won today, we got through, but... but not just this midfield, this whole team does need ripped up in the summer. You know, it's not going to happen in January. I think a lot of players need to go and and I would probably put Kamara in that as well. Um, and, and I get, the, I, I just don't see the same Glenn Kamara as I did 18 months ago, even when he comes on today. I agree, he's neat and tidy. He did make a couple of um, recovery runs. But if you watch later on in, in extra time, there's one where Tavernier again, you know, today, just to see the game out when Roof went off, we, we lost our shape when McCann come on. But, you know, there's a point where Kamara doesn't track a runner and Aberdeen nearly get in right at the end. And, and that's the frustration, I think, um, you know, with him. He, he's another one that does switch off a lot. But um, I can understand. And it works. Look, you know, when Bill made that change, it, it, it did work because uh, obviously Roof comes on to get the winner. Um, but, but Brian Jack was the best out of sort of a bad bunch today. Um, I think we will agree on that. Just on the... Um... On the Tillman debate, obviously, Curry Muncher in the comments, uh, he's not quite agreeing with you there. But it's um, there is mixed opinions on Tillman today in the comments. Um, I'll be honest, I thought, I did feel for him, he, he, he was probably less shy than what we've seen him before. Um, I think sometimes he, he lets the game pass by him, but he was trying to be involved, but it wasn't coming off for him. I don't think he had a particularly great game, but... I think this is the risk that you run with Tillman, where he's not going to be involved and and he's not going to have an output every game, but he has a moment's player. Uh, Davey, what was your thoughts on Tillman today? Um, no, I didn't have the best of games, but I, I actually think Tillman's caught in a, a wee bit of a situation. He doesn't really know where he's, where he's to play. I think he's, uh, they're putting him down as a midfielder. But, I mean, his, his really best position for me is the number 10, playing in behind the striker, around about the striker. But I, I think he's, he's getting stuck a wee bit more to the right than he, than he, than he should be. And that, that's what, in my my view, uh, is sort of putting him off. Because when he, when he plays round about the striker, he's far better round about uh, the, the middle of the field. He's far better. But stuck out in the, the right, it's sort of a... Um, cuts a lot out of, of his good stuff out because right, round about the box, he's absolutely the way he beats players round about the box is absolutely brilliant. I mean, he even uh, beat, beat two, he pulled the ball back and then passed it through to Morelos and uh, one sort of a movement and it, it freed up Morelos in, in the box. Unfortunately, Morelos didn't do anything with it, he had to, to, to turn back and then go back towards a 
the the, the corner flag. But um, no, I didn't. Tillman didn't have a great game today. It was, uh, in fact, I would say it's one of his worst games for a while. But um, it was only twenty. He's, we're not we're not going to get we're not going to get a, a a really great Tillman all the time. He's going to have bad games. I mean, even I mean Ryan Jack still was by giving bad games, and he's what thirty odds. So I mean, but at twenty, you, you can't expect him to be to be really brilliant every week. Aye, and. I think I speak for most of the podders uh, when we speak about Tillman and um, I think the gallon few are very much pro paying the money for Tillman because I know that's um, that is a question put in the comments quite often because um, he is going to split opinion just because the type of player he is. Um, he, he's not going to be your dynamic number eight busting got uh winning the ball in his own box and then doing the Sandy Jardin run to the other end of the throne. Um, he's going to be a moments player. And that will be <laughs> as frustrating as as long as he's at Rangers. Um, so circling back into um, some of the positives, uh, because it's, yeah, you wouldn't think we won the day with some of the conversation we had. Um, but Rangers first goal, Mason, um, that man Ryan Jack again, um, uh, Getting, getting the ball in a decent position high up the pitch and again I don't know what Michael Beale's saying at half time but he has to say it in the pre-match because Rangers did come out with more purpose and more intensity um, but Ryan Jack further forward a wee flick on the Morelos Morelos does good to hold it up and play it back and then Jack Jack is a bit fortunate with uh, with the deflection but it's just nice to see we're shooting um, I think it, I think we deserved that goal. Yeah, it was a you know first bit of the second half we we done a little combination around the box that, that come off. I think a couple of minutes before that, Jack puts one in the in Rosehead, uh, probably not far from where you're sitting, Colin. Um, but um, yeah, uh, and and, it, and then the next one he just makes sure he gets contact. But r- good good little bit of play with one two and Redis just before that. Uh, the main thing is he gets his head over it, and, and and as you said, our midfielders, a lot of our players don't don't have shots from outside the box enough. Um, so you know, you, you know, that's what happens when you do. Um, but it was a big goal, a big, big time because um, we were struggling to, to sort of open uh, Aberdeen up before that. And um, <laughs> Curry loves loves to see if there's flowers there. Doesn't he? Um, just throwing me off there, but uh, but yeah, please for Jack. As I said, you know, great to see him score against them as well because he does get a lot of stick. So uh, yeah, if I was to pick anyone, get that equaliser, it definitely would have been him. Davy. Um... Something that has been labelled one of the many criticisms of this Rangers team were no getting enough goals from midfield. And when uh, when we say that, we don't need a midfielder to be scoring 15, 20 goals a season. But if some of our regular midfield players can pop up with six or seven goals throughout the season, that would make a marked um, improvement. Ryan Jack, we see him as a deep-lying um uh, a deep line midfielder, almost kind of your your ball winner. But I think um, when he has the the kind of shackles unleashed at times, he does like to get involved. Is there maybe something here? Like I know you're you're a big advocate of we don't need two midfielders sitting on top of each other. Is this maybe something when we are short of options? Like maybe at Hope Ibrox, can we have a Lundstrom or Kamara sitting? And let Ryan Jack go and join in with the attack. Take yourself it's off. Not that, yeah, yeah. It's not that. Um, 
that that I, I'm, I'm totally against too. Why? It depends on the team you're playing. I just think in the SPFL that we don't need it. That it's it's a waste of a player, a waste of a space. And I, I think we we need somebody in the in the midfield higher up that that can that plays between the lines and and can get into the box more. I mean, uh, although Lundstrom gets up to to shoot now and again, it's mostly in the second half or or, or once. Once we're behind, or it, it, it very rarely starts that way that that, it, that he's pressing forward, and normally it's, it's after. I think that's what happens at half time. I think uh, Bill tells him to listen. You need to get ten yards further up the park uh, because that's that's the whole thing. We sit far too deep. Lundstrom uh, um, uh, ends up between the two centre halves. You're getting ten yard passes from the the the, the centre half to Lundstrom, and then he he passes it, uh, or to the side, or he tries one of these seventy yard uh, passes that very rarely work. So I mean, it's, I just think it's a waste of a the waste of space in so, the SPL. Well, is Ryan Jack is he that missing forward thinking midfielder? Can he do that role, or even part of that role between now and the end of the season? No, I would rather have Ryan Jack in the the Lundstrom role. Coming forward, the, the same is. I mean, it's, it's the exact same role that Barry Ferguson played, really, isn't it? I mean, Barry Ferguson could could pick the ball up from defenders, but he also moved forward. He also got forward and was a danger in the in, in the, the the opposite box. And that that that's what we need. We we, we don't need that. I mean, he's really playing as, as a sweeper in midfield, isn't he? That that's a sort of a role I would say he's played, and that that's it's just a role I don't think we need. I do. I wouldn't mind him doing that. If he got involved and play further up the park as well, but when you've got a player, he just passes the ball off and he doesn't move. He just stands and and keeps the same position. If if you've got a midfielder, the likes of Jack does, Jack passes it, but then he moves forward. And if you look at the goals today, and he had another good few that he was involved in, the dangerous moments that he was involved in. No, and he deserved, and that that's the way I think. I see a midfielder. I don't. I don't see that sweeper in midfield role. I, I just can't can't get that. Well, I was I was kind of player myself. I mean, I, I was a sort of a sweeper as well, but not in the midfield. You don't you don't need it in the midfield. David, you can't say that in a Rangers-related conversation. Ross Wilson could be listening at any time. He might well try and sign you. So don't even joke about that. It's um, so. Mason, um, so at one each, we think right, Rangers have got a wee bit of verve back in their game. It's feeling good. Um, I've got a wee bit of warmth back in my belly and that cold Hamden, even though I still don't know what the fuck's going on because my, my seat is shite. Um, I'm, I'll, I'll probably come to the, the big talking point, um, either, um, second half first before I talk about kind of Rangers reaction to it. Um, Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Anthony Stewart just comes through the back of um, Sakala, and this is the one thing I had a decent view of, other than the corner flag. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a shocking tackle, and I was it was that blatant. I was actually surprised that we we got the right call. You know, I would when I seen the red card, I wasn't surprised because of the level of challenge. I'm just surprised that my referee um, called it right for Angels. Um, but even the comments afterwards with Jim Goodwin saying he's no complaints for it, um, that was that was a really dangerous tackle, eh? Yeah, yeah, he's really lucky. Sakala's, you know, quick enough to, to his legs not sort of straight. Otherwise, that's that's a leg break. I'm not not over exaggerating as well. He, he it's just a ridiculous challenge. There's no need for him to to dive in like that. He's been pulled out of position, but you know, Sakala's, you know, Sakala's just too quick for him. Um, but luckily, as you said, Sakala's quick enough to sort of make sure he does get away. But um, it, it, again, at that stage of the game, if a Rangers player does that, we are all absolutely... And, and in the end, it's ended up costing them them, them going down to 10 men. Um, ridiculous, to, you know, for, from from their captain as well. And his comments midweek um, come back to, to haunt him. Um, so, you know, I think he's, to be honest, again, a captain talking like that before a game um, and then doing that during the game was just, just ridiculous. And um, yeah, straight red all day long. And, and I, yeah, I'm surprised that... that, that that Goodwin um, was so uh, honest with it. I didn't expect that, but yeah, it, it would have looked you know embarrassing if he didn't. Uh, it's not the done thing, is it? Him to no. to speak sense when you talk about Scottish football. Um, David, go on, uh, go on. Sakala nearly ended up in your knee from what I heard. Yeah, you know. Okay, I would have gave him a cuddle. I was freezing, by the way. Um, <laughs> but David, it's, see if I'm being completely honest. Um, I, I can't really, I can't really make sense of why. The Aberdeen players done that. Like, also, it's benefited us in the long run, and luckily Sakala wasn't wasn't too injured. But Aberdeen, like Rangers, still looked a bit leaky at the back. Um, he didn't have to make that rash challenge because Sakala wasn't really going to do it, and um, he was he didn't have a great game today. Um, and I thought I, Aberdeen, like they might have had a chance in, in the when they went to extra time with the way Rangers were going. So I, it's a bit of a baffling. Baffling decision making by the centre half, isn't it? Yeah, I think they call it a rush of blood to the head. That it was. Um, but I mean, the, the, the footballers they do sometimes stupid things. How often do you see a ball going into the corner, and you're you're sitting shouting at the television, "Listen, don't foul him, don't foul him," and they just go in and they ram into his back, and 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 it's just one thing that that. that Annoys me all the time is 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 that you, you I mean you don't need to have a good footballer's brain to know if you've got him stuck in a corner let him stay there let him keep the ball in the corner don't foul him you're trying to wait try to run down the clock anyway so it doesn't matter just let him be and then they end up fouling him and giving him a free kick and and it's the same round about the the the, the corner our own corner flag 
you're, you're, when, when Tavernier goes out, you're, you're thinking as well, don't don't foul him, don't foul him. And then he goes out and he fouls him. And that means they can put in a, a high ball into the box. And you know what we're like with high balls into the box. Today as well, we had a, a woman, I think they had about 30 chances to, to, to get it away and still couldn't get it away. Uh, the very end up after about chance number 40. I think Davies got it, got it up the field. But I mean, it, it was just like a woman pinball machine at times. Football players have got a funny brain sometimes, and I, I think this was just a, a rush of blood to the head. I don't know what he done, but uh, it, it certainly uh, Sakala was lucky, as, as Mason says, that he didn't get a, a, a severe injury. And if he, if he studs would have got stuck in the grass, then then he would have been away. His, his leg would have been his leg, his leg would have been uh, next to you, I think. Aye, and thankfully no, because um, we've not had an injury woes to seek. Um, and you never want to see any players get injured. But, um, but David, I'll stick with you and then get Mason's take on it as well. What was really frustrating, and it kind of leads to the uh, the, the point of the tonight's title. Um, the, the episode's called Semi-Happy, obviously. I play on us winning the semi-final, but it's I'm delighted we're through to the semi-final, but it's so frustrating to see why we make life so hard for ourselves. Um, in the second half, I thought, or even towards the end of the... In the, the 90 minutes, we seem to just kind of lack that determination to go and kill the game off and then any extra time as well. We, we didn't really take advantage of the of the extra man and we, we looked almost as if we were getting that nerves again. And why is that? Um, I, I, I think it's, for me, it's just this group of players, but what? What can Bill do to try and get rid of these nerves? Well, for me, the big mistake he made today was taking off Morelos and bringing on Kamara. Um, Mason touched on that already. Because Morelos, even if he's not playing good, he still keeps two centre-halves busy. And he's good at linking play up. And when you took that away, that's not Roof's. Roof's a penalty box goal scorer. He's not the, the the player that's going to hold the ball up, and that's what that's what we miss when when Morelos is not there. We're going to have a hell of a job trying trying to replace Morelos. I know a lot of people want him out the door, but I think sometimes you've got to watch what you wish because uh, I think it'll be a really really hard job to replace Morelos. Somebody that does what he does, linking the play, and I, I think actually it'll be worth the money to give him a new contract, uh, but you've, we've got to try and get him fit. Somebody's got to have a good word with him before we, we offer him, but I don't I don't think, for a decent price, I don't think we'll be able to um, replace Morelos. Um, but, um, no, that's uh, that, that, I think that was a big mistake. And then bringing on Kamara, as I said, it made the, the midfield one line across the, 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 the park, and it gave Aberdeen then chance because... If, the, if, if Aberdeen go through the good into the space behind the the, the midfield, then uh, then then as I say, we're midfields in one line, so one one pass just puts uh, the, the the winger away, and that that's what they they used all the time. That that one pass, normally it was behind or behind Tavernier or behind Barisic to 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 the boy Kennedy, and they got down the wings that way, and yeah. It end up. I mean, we, we were actually lucky that McGregor made a couple of saves at the end up to to, to keep the score level. Or to, sorry, to keep us in front. I know, Mason. 
it must have just been as frustrating watching it in telly than being at the game. Um, and there's a couple of comments coming here that the nervousness comes from the midfield and spreads throughout the team. I, I don't quite know. Um, I, I do see why. Um, obviously, the midfield is a key part of any side, but I do think we looked a bit nervous at the back, clearing the lines, and it was almost like siege defending when it didn't have to be. Yeah, do you know what? Bill summed it up really well. Um, there's an anxiousness about about us. Um, and to be honest, I think the Champions League, our six games in the Champions League and the game at Parkhead have created that. There is, I just think, even through throughout all Bill's games, so that even the games we've won, there's been a period where we've played anxious and nervous and give the ball away, made silly decisions. Um, and it's it's just going to... To be honest, what what is going to change? Going to change with time and new players, because I just think some of these players, you know, Davies just said about Morelos is there, but and then there's a comments coming in saying, you know, a fit roof and Morelos would be frightening. Look, we need to stop living in the past. When was the last time Morelos was the fit, proper striker? You know that we all looked at and went, we have got a top player here for 20 million. That was in 2019. We're in 2022 now. We need to stop going back. I, I disagree with Davy about giving him a wage. I don't think he's earned it. I think we need to, you know, Kamara is another one as I've touched on. There's a lot in this team that have just been here too long and we need to, it needs changing. And I think we're going to keep seeing these these performances. We've got away with it today in the end, but, you know, I think that Bill's got to be ruthless now. And that's how me and David P keep, keep saying ruthless. He needs to be ruthless and he needs to change it. Um, but I think that the our Champions League games, have, there is definitely a, an anxiousness from, from them games, in my opinion. But, my only thing with that, and you know, I'm I'm got to be the ultimate politician here and sit in the fence between both of you. Like while I would like maybe like to cut our losses way more else and maybe get somebody in if we can get a decent money that a decent fee for them, sorry. I do think we need to appreciate the level of overhaul this squad needs and it won't all be done in one summer. So when we're talking about Morelos, roof. Uh, potentially need to go. It leaves us with Cholak and I don't really know if you include Sakala as a striker. Um, but just like midfield as well, like we're going to see Davis, potentially Jack and Kamara go as well. Not everywhere in every every position. So I think we are going to have to, you know, phase a lot out. Um, and so I am there. I'm firmly sitting on the fence there, boys. Um, the last point I will come to. Um, and we'll finish it in a bit of a high. Um, Rangers did get the second goal eventually. Uh, two players I do want to talk about. The um, the infamous uh, Kmart Roof, um, who's channeled his best Harry Houdini at him over the last, uh, I was about to say the last six months, but since he joined Rangers. And the boy Scott Wright, um, who's had a very mixed journey on the podcast um, since he signed. Um, but, Davey, I'll come to you first. I was baffled when we brought on Scott Wright and said to Scott Arfield initially. Uh, I was really annoyed that we, the, the way Ruth was performing and visibly, vocal, very vocal um, in the South Stand in Hamden. And they made me look like an idiot. Also, Scott Wright, you know, channeling his inner fucking Diego Maradona, um, you know, doing that wee turn and getting to the byline and Turn it back for Ruth and Ruth. That, that's why we took the gamble and came out Ruth for that lovely side foot finish. He's just a penalty box striker. Both of them done very, very well for Rangers' second goal. 
Yeah, well, I mean, Roof's a, he's a fantastic player. It's just that you, you can't keep him fit. Well, we, we can't even keep him fit for more than, what was it, 20 minutes now? So, I mean, uh, he's probably going to be out for a few weeks with, with, with his arm. But, uh, nah, he's a fantastic player. And hands up, who was he shouting at the screen? What the hell is he coming on for? <laughs> I, know, I know I was one of them anyway. So, but, um, no, it, 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 the, the thing we're right, it has a, a, a turn of pace. Uh, but he's, he's just he's, he's just not Rangers class, and he, yeah, nowhere near Rangers class, and yeah, we do, just don't expect anything decent from him. But he, he done a, he turned the boy inside out. I must admit, and uh, and, and he's, he he actually did look up to see where Ruth was, and and put a perfect pass into him to side put it in the net. A oh, lovely goal, and uh, yeah, it was all made by right. He done it himself because he's actually actually his back to goal uh, when he when he got the ball. So and he turned one way first of all, I think, and then sort of a, turned back towards his own to our, our own goal, and then swivelled round and, and beat the guy for speed. I mean, he didn't just leave beat him for speed, he left him a bit, a bit three yards behind. So, um, no, it's a, it a nice goal, but I mean, uh, as soon as he came on, I, everywhere, I, thought, I was shouting at the telly, what the hell are you bringing him on for? But uh, I, think that, I think most people would have been as well. Aye, and I'll be honest, Davey, I'm probably more annoyed at him now after seeing his, um, his assist for that goal, because it's, like, he's never going to be Ryan Kent, he's never going to be an out-and-out starter for Rangers. He doesn't have that level of talent, but there is a bit of talent there. And I think me and David Pogg have said this time and time again on this podcast. If Scott Wright could channel the swagger of Scott Arfield as a player there, he just doubts himself and he makes his wrong decisions. But he's not going to be the long-term answer for Rangers. But I think what's really important between now and the end of the season, the players who were left, we need to get some sort of tune out of. And that's... That's what we need to try and get for Scott right regularly. In the last 10, 15 minutes, he can come on and and have an impact. But in saying that, Colin, at the end of the game, he gave the ball away when we were wanting to hold it. We were, we were struggling to hold it. And he gave the ball away stupidly and they nearly scored from it. So, uh, I mean, that and that's the, the, the two things you'll get from him. That one minute he can do something brilliant, the next minute he's just hopeless. And nah, that's uh, that that's just Scott right. Then that that's how he'll never ever be a a, 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 a really Rangers a Rangers player in my my opinion. Anyway, he's not he's not one that I'll be uh, in, in ten years time be thinking. Oh, remember Scott right? He was some player him. Definitely. No, I know. And before we end up in four or four meltdowns again, I am no, I'm. For the record, not saying that Scott Wright is the answer to all Rangers' problems, but I do find that we do need to realise that all the players that we've got to left with post-January, in order to try and get any sort of success for this season, we need to try and get the best out of all of them um, before people start, <laughs> start saying that I'm um, calling for Scott, Scott Wright to be signed by Barcelona. Um, Mason, last word, um, your, your take on that goal, and we spent a bit of time on Scott Wright. Talk, talk to us about Ruth as well. It's I do feel for him. Um, it's it's just one thing after another, and he he has just he's so Brett bones really. Um, uh, delighted for him, and then just uh, really disheartening to see him go off injured again. Yeah, just just start on, on Scott Wright. Um, yeah, I was the same as you, Davey. I was shouting, "Why is he bringing him, him on for?" But then you know you look at the bench, and I was like, "Well, there's, there's not a lot else there to sort of bring on." But um, 
you know, the last time we see Scott Wright do something, you know, um, you know, good was was at Hamden, what, six months ago? That's the problem. It, you know, he's someone that will come in for many a game and not affect it. But fair play today, does well for the goal. And yeah, Roof, that's that's where Roof is without doubt. Um, you know, penalty box striker-wise, he's, he's the best in the country when he's fit. Problem is, he's never fit. Um, and yeah, I just absolutely gutted for him. Um, you know, is it not, you know, just a, a bit of a freak one? Hopefully, you know, I've said this many a time, Aruf, hopefully it's nothing too serious. Um, I think Bill said it wasn't dislocated, which which would be a good sign. It might just be a be a not, but we know with Kamar Roof injuries, seem to keep him out much longer than than other players but um yeah th- th- listen we knew when we got roof um that we wouldn't have got him if he was fit every week um i think it's fair to say and uh yeah as you said even if you could manage him and he didn't get the injuries over and over and you could just manage his game time he'd be it'd be massive for us because them games where it's nil nil one all and we need a winner in the last 20 minutes Kamar Roof coming on is the last player you want to see, you know, for the opposition. So, um, yeah, just just gutted for him because it's just something we've seen, you know, far too many times, you know, in his Rangers career. Aye, and that's the thing. It's to get a tune, uh, to get a tune out of the squad. You don't need every player to be playing excellent for every game for ninety minutes. Um, some some players can't do that realistically. Um, well, we've really fallen down over the last 18 months is we we can't get, even get bit part performances for most of the squad. Um, there's no value, there's no contribution. Um, you know, Scott Wright came out of two prime examples for two very different reasons. But when we look at we've got a, a massive squad, um, um, a lot of high earners who just don't contribute for whatever reason. Um, and that leads into the the size of sorry, sorry sorry Colin you but you could see when, when he was walking off he didn't need to be able to lip read to, to see what he was shouting. He was really he was really upset. You could see that and uh, I think he had a good few spare words in his mouth when he was walking off as I said he didn't need to lip read to, to see what he was saying. Aye. It, it must be so frustrating for the professional, you know, he's um um, I'm a glass half full kind of guy. I'm assuming he's no going out there hoping to get injured and just pick up a wage. He wants to be playing the game like he's professional footballer. So it's oh, we we're saying we're frustrated as fans that we must only feel a, like one percent of what um, somebody like came out of must feel, and that is a shame. Um, so you know we've. Um, you know, we've had a lot of um, constructive conversation about today's game, but all in all, we're through to the League Cup final, um, the Bayer Cup League Cup final, and I, I don't think anybody can say Rangers didn't deserve to go through. As much as we've maybe ripped apart all the things we want to see improving in the weeks to come, I'd, you know, Rangers were the better team and they deserved to go through, and it probably would have been a bit unjust if it went to penalties. Um so I'll we'll finish off in um, the manager's comments, gents, because obviously there's no game if preview midweek and we'll be back on Thursday before the St. Johnson game. So Dave, I'll start with you. Um, sorry, Michael Beale, he's been teasing us the last couple of weeks and by when I say teasing us, he's just really been, you know, opening his mouth and letting it all come out in terms of the transfers. Um, you don't really need to um, go digging too deep for the inner meaning, but today he's mentioned that he's hoping to get three players in. 
that must excite you. Well, it would have last week because he said it last week as well. He was he was talking about two, three, and four players at one time. So, uh, I heard today that I, I didn't actually see his interview today. So, but um, I, I heard from you guys that uh, he, he was he was on about three. Um, so obviously there's one fell off uh, somewhere. But uh, no, nah, we need to get some somebody in somewhere, and he's obviously got the players, and it's obviously up to. To the board and to uh, to Ross Wilson now to get them in in the door. Um, well, we know with, with with the with the boy from Norwich, we know that uh, Norwich are going to hold out for as much money as they can. So that will probably go to the last the last minute of the of the transfer window as, as normal. Uh, because yeah, they're 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 going to keep playing. Uh, yeah, looking for more money. So that that that's that they'll they'll hold out. Um, but someday I seen somebody in the the, the comments uh, naming Nisbet, and I, I, I'm actually turning on that one because I, at the beginning I, I didn't really think he was that good, but I've watched him. I've been watching him for the last few weeks, and he's been scoring really, really good goals. So I think there might be something that uh, I'm changing my mind on him that I wouldn't mind seeing him coming in. I'm getting um, I'm getting really territorial over Kevin Nisbet because um, I'm pretty sure it was two years ago I started spouting about I'd like to see my Rangers on the pod and um, you know I've when I first touted it I, I got a fair bit of backlash from follow follow when I suggested it six months ago I got hounded off follow follow so I'm kind of getting a bit protective when other fans come round to the idea but I'm all aboard the, the Nisbet saying Davey so I'm glad you're, you're, you're joining as well well, there is a there is a, a certain amount of snobbery goes on when we when we're talking about Scottish players, isn't there? That we think because they only play for Aberdeen uh, or Hibs or whatever that uh, there'll be no use for Rangers. But really, there's I mean, through the years we've had some brilliant players. Uh, I mean, if you take it, the, the the guy Robertson came from Queens Park, and that that's that's who would have thought that. And yeah, there's quite a few few players. The one from um, I can't remember his name, but it came from a, a, an amateur team down in England for Leicester City. Can't remember the striker. Vardy came from a, an amateur team, uh, fourth, fourth or fifth division or something like that. So I mean, there, there are the gems. Bobby Russell's one that I can I can name from here. Came from from the lower league. Came from junior football. So there, there, there is. Good players, and there's good players in Scotland. And through the years, a good English team had always had good Scottish players. So I, that can't just stop all of a sudden. We must still have the, the players must be there. Although I think as I still blame uh, taking away school football, it really ruined a lot of, of the football players here. I think I think that was a big big big, big mistake oh, what we done. That's a that's a podcast series in itself, by the way. Um, Mason, I'll come to you with the final words on the manager comments as well and probably just ask your general thoughts as well. Ma, the, the reason that I wanted to ask both your thoughts on it is I don't know if it's just... I, I joke about Michael Beale offering up too much information, but like probably A, is he purposely offering up this information to put the ball in the board's court and, and B... Um, is that the right thing? Because I think, um, I think 99% of his... Um, level at a large portion of criticism towards the way the squad is towards Ross Wilson and the board. Um, so 
with Michael Beale saying he expects three in, if it doesn't happen, there's only kind of one one way to point. Yeah, this this is really a good you know good point because <clears throat> as supporters, we be all we've wanted is 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 news and, and updates on players, transfers, etc. Uh, Bill's come in, but I do think he's you know he, he's very very honest, which it could come back to to bite him in the in the backside as well. I, I, I just think some things I think you know as you said, Colin, we know what we're like as a, as a support, so we're all going to be waiting for three players now before the end of the window. If we don't get three players, we're going to go on about it for months. That is just what we do. You know, that, that's what we do as a support. So I do think he needs to sort of hold it in a little bit. I didn't like the comment where he said that he didn't want to get deals done this week because he didn't want to upset training and things like that. I disagreed with that because I think new players come in, they give everyone else a kick up the backside. That's what happens, especially good players. Um, but a lot of the other stuff he said about three players coming in that, that come into that starting eleven. Uh, straight away that's that's exactly what we want and, and and you know let's hope you know the board are, are working on that and and he, for me it's very much throwing that over to the board and saying you better go and get this done now because his words were I've done my bit and I thought that was really you know again that but he needs kind of we didn't get that up from Gio and we moaned so we're getting it now so I suppose that we'd rather hear that than, than what we was getting from the previous manager so um yeah I just really hope they come in soon because someone like Todd Cantwell hasn't played a lot of football for a couple of months now. So I get what Bill Sam, when Todd Cantwell's up and running, and if we can get him to a certain level, without that, he comes into our our, 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 our best 11. But how long is it going to take Cantwell to get fit and then get, you know, get games, et cetera, and get him his fitness up? So that's why I would rather get him in straight away. And, and as soon as we can, I don't want to sign him three players, you know, towards the end of the window if we can. If we can get him in this week, let's go and get him, get him done. Um, so, yeah, a lot of pressure on the board. And, and just there on this bit, I see you know, all the comments are flying in on him now. You've got um, a, a cut of that fear if it happens, Colin. You? But um, do you know what? I'm going to be like Davey as well. The last few weeks I watched this bit, I watched him last week. They was on Sky. He scored two again yesterday. He was a real pain in the ass against us at Ibrox again, which he always seems to be. Um, wouldn't be against it. I wouldn't be. I've done a bit of a U-turn because I don't think we're going to be going for my other suggestion in Ross Stewart. I think it'll be a bit too expensive if we're going to go down the Scottish route. So... Yeah, we we need another. That that should be another position we look at. We spoke about midfield um, today, but but I think it's clear to see we need another striker as well. Even you know, even obviously with the Meredith situation, but even if Ruth and, and Cholak are fit, I think we you know we should have four strikers a club like us because we create so many chances. So Kevin Nisbet for nothing more than two million, I'll, I'm I'm happy to give you get some of that uh, transfer fee, Colin. Absolutely, aye. It should come my way. Maybe that's why um, Hibs gave us a press pass this season. It's maybe one of these Masonic conspiracies. Um, we're not short of them in Scottish football. Um, I think this is just a time to wrap it up, is it, any gents? Um, just before well, we do, well, it'll be back. Oh, and what about the fire? Are we, are we going to hear what about the, 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 the Oh, fire my break? God, how could I forget? Sorry. <laughs> we are not how going to wrap up just now. Um, I mentioned that at the beginning of the pod. Just everybody stay on. Davy, Scottish, you live in Germany, uh, between Germany and Holland, right? You've been blessed with being like getting Bundesliga football on your doorstep in the Eredivisie, and you know just top level talent, and you know it's really the the creme de la creme of European football. Why do you know, like fair play? You must really love Rangers if you still tune into the backwater of Scottish football. Somebody must have like what happened? Did somebody unplug VAR? Um, how <laughs> does it just cut out for 10 minutes? Oh, I, when you take our, our Wi Fi, has been 
broke down the last few weeks, then <laughs> it's probably something to do with that. Probably they've got the same problems that we've had. But no, it's, it's, I've never heard of that. I've never, never certainly never said. I don't watch a lot of German football, I must admit. But I, I watch the uh, Dutch football, and I've, I've never seen anything like that. I've never heard anything about it. So, no, it was absolutely comedy time, comedy of errors. That's a... Uh, uh, I don't think the referee really knew what to what to do. The other one thing I'm going to I'm going to have to say as well, you were you had a bad seat at Hamden, but at least you weren't uh, given the, the the sore ears by listening to Stephen Cragen for for an hour and a half. Absolutely shocking that guy. Somebody wants to tie you tie him up before before he comes on to commentate the game. I <laughs> I. Um, I... I didn't hear anything of Stephen Craig, but I firmly know it would have been terrible. Um, Mason, the last word in the VAR tobacco. Um, I was kind of praying that something dodgy would have happened in Rangers' favour just to add fuel to the Masonic conspiracy theories. But I do kind of feel sorry for you. I know um, your mates like to maybe maybe gesture about um, supporting a Scottish team down, down south as well. This will just add fuel to that fire, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's just embarrassing again, isn't it? You know, it only happened in Scottish football. We, we spoke about the pitch earlier on and, you know, that's the national stadium. I don't think Queen's Park are playing there anymore. So why is it in that state? Why is there two semi-finals getting played over the weekend when the pitch is in that state? And we're always the second to play on it as well. That'd be another one. But I'm just on VAR. That don't happen anywhere else, does it? It's just peak Scottish football. And just, just luckily, thank God that there wasn't a big decision to be made late on where VAR couldn't come into it. But saying that, that he didn't get used last night, did it, when uh, Kilmarnock should have got a penalty. So, you know, these people running the game, they're so out of depth, it, it's a joke. Exactly. And, you know, we're, we're laughing about it because you don't laugh, you cry. But there is a, just a deeper issue, how we run the game in Scotland. And I think um, long-term listeners will know the opinion of the governing bodies on here. So we're, we're by no way trying to play up that this is a... A nice wee personality to of Scottish football. We know it's fucking ludicrous, absolutely. But before we wrap up, um, and we are going to, um, just a wee bit of housekeeping for the board, just what's coming in the next few weeks. Um, obviously, um, we still have the, the weekly live streams on a Sunday and a Thursday. We're going to trial some different podcast ideas uh, just to test the water if there's enough traction, if it's good enough if you guys like it, you need to let us know and we'll keep going with it, if not you don't like it, we'll put it in the bin so one thing at the end of the month we're going to um, have a show focused on English Premier League, um, probably the most popular league in the world, so why not jump on that bandwagon and from tomorrow, just for this week really, um, we're going to try in the morning just a, a 15 20 minutes update, kind of similar what Heart and Hand do. Um, it will just be out in the morning, um, really just rehashing what the, the newspapers are doing, uh, what the newspapers are saying. We'll redo the headlines so you don't need to buy the muck that are the rags. And then um, any actual real news, you know, if you will get throughout the day from Heart and Hand stuff. So, um, we obviously like uh, we when it comes to like Rangers podcasts and stuff. Um, there shouldn't be any competitors. Um, the more you listen to, the better. You don't need to use the mainstream media. But look out for these coming. And again, if it lands well, we'll keep on doing them. If not, um, we'll still have the weekly shows. But on that note, um, all I have to do is, as well as thank all the listeners, thank my two guests for tonight. Starting with yourself, Mason Stewart. Thanks for coming on. 
you know, thanks for having us, mate. Um, you know, good good to come on and go through that. Uh, today always makes you feel a little better, even though we won. And, and I think I've sounded like we, we didn't. But obviously, we have got levels that we want to get to. And I think we, we're going through the gears a little bit slower than I would have liked. But, um, you know, glad we got the result. And uh, on to Wednesday night now. Right. Um, we're in a final. It's, um, you know, we, we should be buzzing, but I don't know why. We have high standards as Rangers fans. We are not going to change, so Rangers need to. Um, and last but not least, David T. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. I was just, uh, I was just noticing Curry Muncher had over the floor, Mason's flowers, and I thought Mason not going to the pub and having flowers at the table. There must be a message there somewhere. <laughs> well, saying he's saving for a wedding, eh? <laughs> Uh, so um, no, thanks for having me. And I, I really enjoyed the game today. I thought it was, I thought it was a good game to to watch. Maybe maybe not to the, the technical football, but I enjoyed I enjoyed watching the game. And uh, no, brilliant. And uh, hope hopefully we'll we'll be on uh, shortly. Absolutely, we'll be we'll be back with you um, every day this week. Now um, I've said it live on air, so we need to commit to it. But on that note, thank you to everybody for watching as always. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Sunday night and we are the people. Take care. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 